that welcome everybody to Hujjan Speaks. We do this weekly broadcast and we zero on people that are successful in their field and the, the, the things that they do in life. At the same time, we want them to tell about a little bit about their past and talk about maybe growing up with grandparents, maybe growing up with our Diné people and how that they they are able to use that to have a career in their lives. So we have a special guest today, my own daughter, Christina Long, and uh, I want her to kind of just give a little introduction of herself, and then we'll go right into, uh, probably ask you about your, a year ago, you, you were the teacher of the year, so why don't you go ahead and share who you are. Hi, um, it's good to be here with you. Um, very first first time for me on a podcast, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, and yes, as you mentioned, you're my father. It's been a, a, a great blessing in my life to be a part of your family. And um, I, I, when I introduce myself, I do introduce you as part of um, who I am because that has been a big part of um, my growing up. I also introduced that I am from the San Juan County. I don't really particularly say just one town. I just um, say that I'm from the whole area because um, it's about equal in my life that I grew up in Monument Valley as well as Montezuma Creek and, and now currently Blanding, Utah, although it's taken me a little bit longer to get back here. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, have enjoyed following you along your education path as well uh, throughout the years. I currently am married myself and have five children that are in the San Juan County School District and have experienced somewhat similarities too because we, as I've taught in these areas, my children too have followed me along the mm-hmm. pathway there. And so, yeah. Very good. Um, I know that you were recognized as a teacher of the year. And first of all, just tell us how you felt about that and do you feel like that you it's it's long time coming or something that you you thought that might happen or or you probably just thought I'm just a teacher (laughs) (laughs) so um yes that happened a year ago in the year 2021 every spring the districts in the state of Utah will narrow down like to a public school level or a private school level and it's with amongst their faculty members and staff members that they come to uh, an idea that they want to nominate somebody that represents um, strong values of education or collaborative um, peers in teaching. And so my school had nominated me and I ended up attending the banquet and this was actually my second time going representing a different Mm -hmm. school, but actually it might've been three times, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but this time, I, so I wasn't really expecting um, that I would get this award, and when when he did announce my name, it was kind of an unbelief. Mm. It was an excitement. It's mm-hmm. truly one of those moments that I'll never forget because you never, I guess, understand how impactful you are until somebody really tells you or shows you in the community. And from that moment there, I had people from... Um, co-workers to friends to sometimes even people that I didn't even know that I had impacted mm-hmm. come out and just thank me 
-hmm. And some of those people, it was just like seconds. And some of those people, it was years that they had known me. And from there on, I was able to complete a lengthy application for um, representing our school district up in the state level and attended a banquet in the fall. And we, we knew kind of ahead of time who was hitting the rounds and stuff. And I it went as far as I felt comfortable with, let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was a good recognition. Definitely. Uh, um, when somebody recognizes you f from where you are, uh, is different than from when you go to school and get recognized. It's things that a small group recognizes you, but here it was recognized by many, you know, so that's Definitely. cool. Um, going back a little bit in your life, what got you to thinking about teaching? You know, <laughs> is there something that sparked you to say, this is it, I love what, look what I see and I want to do this or whatever? Yeah, it has been a, a path, I would say. Definitely being the oldest child um, in your family, there was a lot of admiration for my parents and growing up, just seeing your dedication to the work. And But I think it came really down to a fourth, my fourth grade year when I had moved over to Montezuma Creek and started, I don't know, I must have been just a little more mature. I analyzed outside of who I was and I um, actually did realize that some of the my peers were coming from different situations that I was and were not necessarily always getting um, the same education as I was or the same um, guidance and inspiration from their parents. And, and that continued into high school there. And as I at times saw that there was a need for that inspiration and guidance, I, I just knew it needed to be more. And... So my senior year, I kind of actually got to dive dive in and be like a teacher helper and see how I could influence kids in there. I got to work with really young kids as first grade. And then I think from there, I just, I knew. I had mm -hmm. already known since mm -hmm. fourth grade. Yeah. yeah. One thing I remember is that when when you're at high school level down, down in Montezuma Creek, uh, Whitehorse, um, there was a time that the principal or somebody told you, be a substitute, right? And uh, because they do it, they need, they needed to be a substitute, and then you were asked to do that. Right. Is it is it because it, you asked for it, or is it somebody just thought you should do it? You know, I often think about that exact moment. I don't know the clarity of it, but I do understand that. Like, I actually wanted it, and yeah, I was nervous at the moment because. Of, but at the same time, I think I, like I said, I had this outer, outer approach to it that I could analyze that moment and I yeah. could um, I was respected by my peers I was on various sports teams and I was also class yeah. class leader class um, yeah. I don't know what do they call them? president president yeah. vice president yeah so it was it was a good opportunity to just sit there and kind of help mm -hmm. keep mm -hmm. the peace at times but also say hey this is what we need to do and we can teamwork together to get it done ah very good so I got a couple of questions. As far as you're still teaching, uh, probably then been doing it for the last what twenty plus years now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So one 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 is right here. It says, "What drives you to teach effectively each day? What what just kind of makes you want to do it every day?" Actually, I feel like I'm on this continual path of like learning. Like I haven't learned everything that I could possibly learn. And which is a good thing in education because 
times change, lesson plans change, core curriculum changes, everything changes. And I think the moment that I wake up without butterflies in my stomach or I wake up thinking, like, I just can't put that effort in there anymore, then I need to be done. Um, because if I'm not willing to keep changing and adapting and trying things and just really being there for the students in their needs at this time, um, it, it yeah. like I just won't have that motivation yeah. there. But right now I, I, I'm there every day and it kind of helps when I'm teaching my own children my, from my <laughs> family because I have my daughter this year that oh, I'm yeah. teaching and I just think I want her to have a really good year. Yeah, it's the same, same way I feel. I always think, okay, this year there's a different group. Right. And these guys have different ways. And, and that's not the same as last year. This is a new group. And so you, you try to glean, pick up things from them, and then forward. The next question I have is, what is one lesson you have learned from your students? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. But. Yeah, it is really hard because I was going to say, well, the ultimate one is probably just to be forgiving. You know, I think... Yeah especially in the kids' eyes, you can see it right away. If they get a recorrection or a redirection, they often want to just give up or they feel down. And I think if, if I'm telling them to keep going and not give up, then that's my lesson too. Like I can't give up on the one student that's trying my patience or that one student that just is hurting inside. Like I gotta yep. be there for them and keep going with them. And the other one is just, laugh like have fun sometimes we just need to show each other that our mistakes can become something we ultimately learn from another question i have is i know you don't do it alone who are some of the people that you feel like there's a team idea for this fourth grade that you're teaching this year or last year you know do you feel like there's a group of people that's close to you that can help you or you you share ideas with and then Go at it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I have a, a co-teacher that I, um, well, I'm actually on a team of three other teachers with me, and there's definitely one that thinks more similarly to me. And so when I have an idea of, like, how can I represent this standard mastery with the student, and then I run my idea over there to her room really quick and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking, and what do you think? And we kind of like, oh, yeah, that's what I've been thinking. So it's been kind of... Um, helpful in that way but I'm also on the school leadership team where I have not just myself but vertically I have kinder first then third and the principal and vice principal on a team where we get to do that and, and I've used my special education teacher a lot too where I've run down there and she's become a friend of support mm -hmm. in that sense. Wow thank you for sharing that uh, you know I, I think uh, I've always thought about we're in education, it's not just the teacher, it's not the administrator, but it's the cook, the bus driver, the parent, the grandparent, the aunt, everybody that's gonna knows that that child, you know. Right. If we can all pitch in, you know, we can we can help, you know, we can do something. Definitely, and I just actually have a cook who um, talked to me, and she surprised me. She says, "What are you gonna do for spring break?" I mean, like she was, <laughs> there was enough rapport there. Yeah. that we were able to like know about each other and that was good because she else as well um, has had a hard time with one of my students going through the line and having to make sure he was well nourished and mm -hmm. and so being able to work as a team like that too like you said and that's one of my favorite things when I join into a new school I like to kind of visit each teacher yeah. whether or not in that week or that 
day, but in a month, I like to just kind of say, hey, this is who I am. I'd like to get to know you. And, you know, sometimes it takes off and sometimes it doesn't. And, of course, it gets more in a bigger school. And we are the biggest school in our district, so I don't really get to see a lot of the younger teachers as much as I yeah. probably would like. Yeah, it is a big school. Um, so now you started school. You've gone a, more than halfway, and we're, you're seeing the, 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 the light at the end of the tunnel kind of idea with the kids that you have. Do you feel that, uh, well, I, is it still like we got to do more than we start at the beginning, or, or do you feel like there's some successes that's happened with the kids? Oh, I think a little bit of both. I think the kids, it's... It, it can be a down part of the year, or it can be like the best part of the year. And um, when I say the down part of the year, it's because we're tired, we're worn out, and you know we wanted to say, okay, let's just do like a simple project or something. But the best part of the year, when it is, is when we get to say, hey, this is everything we've learned. Let's now reflect. You can do it, and that's when the kids can kind of turn on their power and say, oh, I know how to do this adding problem. Let me do it with this um, STEM project and put all of those works together to enlighten them and it's really nice to see that come up and good see their success very good i um uh now that you're kind of doing things that you you love is there something that you want to look forward to that's kind of not just not just for next year but maybe several years there, is there a dream or a feeling like well, there's something I need to do in education that I haven't done yet or something. <laughs> or maybe it's already started and that you're kind of beginning to go that direction. Or, or uh, may, maybe you're, maybe you're three-fourths there, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, as of right now, I, I, I often get approached, like maybe you want to think of uh, principalship or administration or leadership. And I always tend to shy away from that, not because I don't think I can do the job. I think it's because where I feel like I can personally do the most impact with the primary source, which is the students. And so I tend to always just stay in the classroom and everything I do try to do, I try to regain, you know, gain professional trainings and things that will help me in that area. Um, Sometimes the itch is there to become an administrator, and then I back off from it, and then sometimes I get close again. And But I think if I were to go into administration, I'd like to be in that capacity of where I could just help teachers become better teachers. Mm -hmm. I think that would be more of the dream rather than an administrator who's over like a, the whole community of student, teacher, parent, I think. Yeah, I don't know. yeah teacher, teacher, mentor type person. Right. Uh-huh. Um, now let's, uh, again, think about some of the people that are kind of behind you. Uh, what is one advice you would give to a young student, a young teacher who wants to be a better teacher or, or a student that wants to become a teacher? What would you, what would you advise them? <laughs> kind of back to the first thing we talked about, you know, you have to be reflective, and I have worked with at least three, maybe four student teachers. And when I, the differences in seeing them, the, the teachers that I know that will become successful are the teachers that will be open to ideas, open to collaboration, open to change, and being able then to re you know, readjust, revamp, re-change things and, yeah. and not be so scared about like, this isn't gonna work, yeah. you know. 
And I just recently challenged myself with that. I um, changed times that I taught math and language arts and just because it was for the need of the kids. And so I changed it and I, of course I was scared, but it was a reflective moment like, you know, we got to do this. And, you know, there are, there are as well some of the student teachers I've seen where they, and I get it, everybody has their own priorities. And I had one teacher where she was more concerned about her family and rightfully so because she was starting a new family and I just thought, well, this isn't the right time then for you because, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're gathering lots of information and you're going to have to change your paths a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> while mm-hmm. ju- as a teacher. So, wow, very good. Um, and when you when you think about the net people, mm-hmm. is there a, a picture or a wording that somebody said that kind of stuck with you and said, you know, that's a great idea of Navajo way of thinking or something like that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> do you have a kind of like a little nugget like that? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I actually have two. Okay. Um, one is just, I, I don't know where I first saw my first one, but they were postcards of just paintings of a little girl in her traditional outfit and just being so innocent and just so not of the world and very calm and at peace with herself and I just love those postcards. They're like some of my favorite paintings and pictures, and that just kind of always brings me back to that humility and that innocence that yeah. not only I need to experience but and have in my life, but maybe that the other kids. Mm. And sometimes that's just what gets me back and grounded. Like mm. you're expecting so much of these kids. Remember, they're just children. Yep. And then yep. the second image I have is um, seeing you work and, in Apple Draw on your old, old Apple computer, <laughs> and then you would draw these circles, and then you would have, like, you know, the south and the yeah. east, and let's see, let's directions. get this right. Yeah, the four directions, the east, north, south, oh, and yeah. west, and and then just getting snippets at a time of, like, what that represented to you and what it meant, and that's that's helped me, I think, beyond anything, just knowing that in this world there is a balance, there is a... Yep. A beauty way to do life it's not going to have to be overwhelming it's not going to have to be so stressful that you can't you know if you focus too much on your education or your career or your job then what about the everything else you know you're not, yeah. not taking care of yourself you're not taking care of your family you're not taking care of the spirituality and I just always come back to that like I need to rebalance my life this isn't it and that helped me in um, college a lot, especially at BYU, you know, yeah. I had to dedicate six days to education <laughs> and learning. And I'm, I'm a little bit slower at reading only because I want to interpret and understand my reading. Yeah. But Sunday, I just, I had to leave it. I had to say, no, there's just, you know, take a break from this. It's yeah. a, you yeah, know, it's wonderful. Um, I don't hundred percent share a lot of things with family. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm glad you're able to pick up something that I'm right. interested in working on, and 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 a lot of the four directions I incorporate. I mean, this yes. interview sheet is right there. There's there's a east and a south and a west and a north side and stuff like that. Get, I want you to get into this teacher mode right now, okay. as if you have a class right here in front <laughs> of you. Uh, what are what what would you say? To these young people, like like 
you're thinking about the future for them. Mm-hmm. What, what, what would be something, some things, it could be one thing or two things, what would be some of those things that you would say to these little guys? I actually really ponder upon what we say at the elementary school. We just had a really insightful principal and really instilling um, traits in the kids that, you know, circle around perseverance and um, teamwork. And, you know, those are are some of the skills. Like Mm -hmm. the learning will come, the content of knowledge will come. But if we tend to not keep going then nothing's going to change. And mm-hmm. I often tell them that. That's the difference between somebody who's dumb and someone who's smart because that's just layman terms for them, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, a smart person doesn't mean that they know everything, but they're the ones that don't give up. And they will find a way to keep reading, to keep, and then that's when their knowledge will grow. Mm-hmm. So I think that's often wow. the thing I tell the kids. You know, just don't give up. You can do yeah. it. Try yeah. again tomorrow. Try again right now. Go ask another you know, student. Maybe they will tell you better than me. Yeah. You know, everybody's a teacher, right? Calm <laughs> down, you can do it. And so, you, there are several kids that I'll excellent, have to say that to. Excellent, excellent. I, I don't know if somebody will listen to you on this <laughs> podcast, but it'd be cool to have a young bo- child say, I, I listen to you, I right. listen to you. And, it, and, and it's true, you, you said those things to me, you know. That was one of probably my best moments in Montezuma Creek. As and, and for those that are listening, I did get to teach. In every school that I grew up in, so Mexican hat, I got to spend a year in Montezuma Creek. I got to spend several years there, and then, and when I come up here to Blinding, but um, Montezuma Creek was the one place where I, at the end of the year, and the kids, because we have this little tradition at the end of the year where the principal announces like who's going to be leaving, who's staying, and this particular year was my year that I was leaving, and the kids just said no, you know, <laughs> and then. But I think it's because they had known that I had grown up in that same school. And it was an awe, like, what, you were here? And this is where you're at now? You're amazing. And I think that dream just opened (laughs) those many more fourth graders just like me, you know, thinking like, oh, if she can do it, then I can do it. And I think that was part of that, too. At the time I was growing up, there was a lot of um, Anglo teachers, not so many Native American teachers. And so... I, I felt like I had a at least a door, a foot in the doorstep, um, that I could reach these kids and have yeah. some sort of connection. And that moment, I remember that like, oh, it was accomplished. I did it. You know, I gave them that hope and that dream. Yeah, very nice, very nice, excellent, excellent, great example, great example. Um, and we're not going to go too much further, but I, I just want. I'm just thinking about. Um, if you were just to leave one thought or one word or something to all those who are listening, could be a parent, could be, could be a child, could be another teacher, what is that one word or one story or one idea that you'd like to leave with them? <laughs> um, it's, well, I, when I first started my career, and this, I shared this actually just at the teacher banquet, the the teacher of the year a year later gets to go out with sharing a message with the new um, awarded teachers of the um, schools. And I shared with them that my first year, as I reflected upon it, I actually went from being a single lady to a married woman to experiencing 9-11. And that shook a lot of people's worlds. 
And then that winter was the 2002 Winter Olympics. Mm -hmm. And I was able to just correlate that with life and with teaching that, you know, are, are just within a year's time, I had lots of ups and downs and lefts and right turns. And we, and here I am 20 years later, um, kind of almost commemorating that first year of my life as a teacher and just thinking like, wow, you know, yeah, there was a lot of ups and downs and there was a lot of lefts and rights and, Mm -hmm. And there were maybe like for teachers, you know, there's those years that you really want to quit because it was just too overwhelming, too much. And, you know, not everything was in order. There was that disruptive um, student or, you know, there was that parent that just said something that hurt you. And, yeah, you got to come back and get ready again. And talking about that, you know, four corners and Mm -hmm. four parts of our world, I do a lot of running in the summer. And that's my... (laughs) my opportunity to rebalance again. But I think that would be my message to them. You know, don't just base a whole life decision on one yeah. moment. Keep yeah. it keep it going. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I just thank you. Yeah. Because I, I say what goes around comes around. Right. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm a few days ahead of you. But I'm I'm actually looking to you and saying the big word, thank you, thank <laughs> you, oh, yeah, yeah. because I feel that like I'm learning from you, kind of right. like you're learning from your students, I'm learning from you, and uh, there's interest in you, there's love in you, there's a, a feeling like this is possible in you, all those things just come out, you know, they're they're, they're constantly and. And you're growing, you're developing. So I just want to thank you for sharing and also for me to say thank you to you as a, <laughs> as a, as a, a daughter, you know. And I uh, just wish that for all daughters <laughs> right. throughout the nation, you know. And um, hopefully we'll be able to come back again later in a few more years, another year or two or something that, right. where we'll see another success. Right. that just come booming into our lives and say, this is even more awesome, <laughs> that kind of idea. So anyway, thank you so much, Kat. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we'll end here. This podcast is supported by the Nenejone Incorporated.